Hi, my name is Regine and this is Wither of Tales podcast. This episode is written by Robin Weiss, narrated by CJ Villano and Regine Valenzuela. Episode cover art by Robert Mark Pacheco. sound of the church bell in our small town announces the union of two hearts. Finally, my lovely and beautiful Anna, walking down the aisle while I'm watching her from the altar. I couldn't believe this day would come. My eyes are raining with tears as I watch her. My lovely and beautiful Anna, the love of my life, walking down the aisle. Anna was my childhood friend. We've known each other since we were kids. Even as a child, I had always liked her. Her long silky hair, her white porcelain skin, her gummy smiles, her crisp laughter, her shyness. I loved every single fiber of her being. Her cheerfulness was like a magnet dragging me out from the pit of desperation I had always been in. She was my sunshine when all I could ever feel was the rain. She was my summer in the middle of my winter, my beautiful spring during my ugliest fall. She was my everything. Anna was smart. I mean, she is brilliant. She was this shy girl who timidly smiles. She was my total opposite. While she was the wallflower, I had always been the center of attention. Even as a kid, I would naturally attract people. She would always be the girl in the corner with Ben, my handsome cousin, watching me as I interact with others. When we were in middle school, her family transferred to another city. Her father was a corporate lawyer who had been hired by a known business mogul. Even with the distance, we were able to keep our friendship which soon blossomed into something more beautiful but tragic. We always kept each other updated through letters. Handwritten letters are always sweet and timeless. While Anna's family had always been chaotic, my family was ideal. I had my loving parents and two amazing sisters. I was attending a prestigious school, top of my class, and had a lot of friends. We lived in a big house. My father was earning a decent amount of money from being the town's engineer. People think I had a perfect life, but mine was nothing special or ordinary. It had always been in between, which for me had always been difficult. A lot of people did not understand how I felt. Whenever I tried to talk all about these, I was always been shrugged off. People told me that I was just bored and that I needed to keep myself busy. Worst, I was told I just needed to get laid. None of them knew how to empathize with me except for Anna and Ben. But Ben left not long ago after I confided with him. He said one day he'll come back and help me. Ben was older than I was. 
I sometimes thought I saw him lovingly watching Anna, but he always had that look whenever he stared at me. Pity, sadness, curious, as if I was a fine specimen he was scrutinizing. Despite the distance, Ben and Anna comforted me in so many different ways like no other through their letters. Summer during my senior year in college, I woke up feeling so empty. I couldn't think of anything. I couldn't even cry. I stayed in my room for days. Days turned to weeks, and weeks turned to months. Everything around me just didn't make sense. My breathing didn't make sense. My life didn't make sense. I couldn't feel anything but the void inside me. I stayed in that state for quite some time. I lost count of the days. Gone was the Noel people knew. The happy-go-lucky and adventure-seeker young man was gone in just a snap of a finger. I locked myself in my room trying to cope up with what's going on inside of me. My family and friends tried to convince me to come out and to talk to them. But what was there to talk about when I also didn't know what was going on? I was falling in an unending pit of the unknown. I was scared. I was nervous. I was anxious. I felt like everything would fall apart for no apparent reason. It was overwhelming to feel everything all at once. One afternoon, I heard a soft knock on my door. Noel? She called my name. I recognized the voice. It's her. I heard from somewhere in my head. I suddenly felt guilty. This was already on top of what I was feeling inside. Anna? I answered. Yes, this is me. Open the door, please. Let's talk. She pleaded. So many questions swirled around my head. Why was she here? How could I face her? What's going on? And that last question echoed in my head nonstop. What's going on? I started to shake. I didn't know what's going on, but I felt like something had broken in me. Then everything went black. I woke up to a strong smell of disinfectant. I opened my eyes and all I could see was white. Everything was white. I think I'm dead, I murmured. You're not, a soft voice answered. I turned my head where the voice came from, and I saw her. My beautiful sunshine in my darkest days. She was teary-eyed while staring at me. I'm so sorry, was all I said before I broke in tears. She hugged me, and by the shaking of her shoulder I knew she was crying too, and it made me feel worse. I didn't know what I was sorry about, but at the moment, those were the only words that came into mind. She didn't say anything but hugged me, and I fell asleep again. Sleeping was my sweet escape from all of my confusions and voidness. I stayed in the hospital for a few days to recover from severe malnutrition for several weeks of not eating properly. I was referred to see a therapist. 
my family was having a hard time accepting my reality. Or maybe they might have been guilty for ignoring how I had been feeling all this time until I snapped. Instead of sending me to a therapist, my father bought a house near the sea. He said that I might have been pressured about school and my future. He assured that he will take care of everything and that I should not worry. True to his words, he arranged everything for me. He made sure someone was with me while I stayed in the beach house. The house was small, but it was cozy, beautiful, and comfortable. If any, it's what I called an ideal abode. I stayed in the beach house while recovering physically and fighting my internal battles alone. My family was not good at dealing with my situation. While they assured they would provide me everything and would visit me often, I felt like they were just avoiding me. They were too cowardly to face whatever was going on with me. After a month of staying in the beach house, Anna came to stay. I was surprised. I thought she had already forgotten about me after learning about my condition. Since I came out of the hospital, I became so pessimistic that thinking of Anna hurt like hell. But seeing her now changed everything. My lovely and beautiful Anna stayed with me and fought with me in this mysterious and painful battle of human sight. She took a break from college to be with me. If that's not something special, I don't know what it was. Being with her was blissful. The days were beautiful. In a short span of time, things became better. I felt better. Looking back now brings more tears in my eyes. Tears of sadness, regrets, and perhaps tears of happiness. My beautiful and lovely Anna walking down the aisle. As I watch her, I can't help but be amazed with her. She's glowing in her white wedding dress. And while watching her, I heard the church's bells ding-dong and her soft voice echoed as she read her last letter to me a few days ago. My dearest Noel, 10 years is a short yet a long time to have this conversation with you. Ben had come back to town 4 years ago. He is still a charmer just like you. And just like you, he always makes me laugh and smile. We still talked about you until today and in one of our conversations, he said he was hoping in the past that I would be your anchor in your lifetime. I thought I was too, but you refused to keep me in your life and you decided to sleep forever to end the void you had been feeling. It was painful. I still feel that my heart is being ripped out whenever I remember the day I came back to our beach house to find you in our bed sleeping for eternity. I'm sorry if I was not enough reason for you to keep on fighting for your life. I'm sorry if my love was not enough that even death could easily take you away from me. 
I am sorry for loving you so much. I was willing to leave everything behind me just to be with you. I still love you until today and you will always have a special place in my heart. Ben understands this and he also understands that my love for you is different from my love for him. You will always be part of my past and Ben will now be part of my future. He healed me. He guided me back when I was so lost without you. He taught me how to live my life again without taking away its meaning. And that's you. You were the meaning of my life. But Ben also gave me a new meaning of life. Him and our future son, Leon. Wherever you are now, I pray the void in your heart has been healed and that you are no longer suffering. I forgive you for choosing yourself over me. I forgive you for giving me the ultimate suffering of losing you. And if I was not able to say it enough, I had forgiven you a long time ago because my love for you is greater than the pain you left behind. I pray that heaven will keep you happy. I pray that angels will embrace you and take your pain away. I still wish that you are with me, but I am ready to move forward as what you had wished in your last letter. Maybe in another life you will choose me. Maybe. But in this lifetime, I already accepted that there will never be a you and me ever again. Just a Noel and Anna and their beautiful, tragic love story. I loved you. Anna. It was the last letter she read in my grave, a few days before her wedding day. If you like the story, click the subscribe button. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have any feedback, questions, suggestions, you can send us a voice message through the link or message us on our Facebook page, River of Tales Podcast. Follow us also on our Instagram account and YouTube channel for other updates. Just search for Weaver of Tales podcast and don't forget to click like and subscribe. For story submissions, please email us at weaveroftalespodcast at gmail.com. Have a happy weekend.